back to Inside the Huddle, sponsored by Advanced Medical Imaging. Here is your host, Jay Foreman. We are back, Jay Foreman, Inside the Huddle. Again, brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging, 7601 Pioneers Boulevard. Uh, will help all your needs. Uh, find it, and, and the thing is, they have a different game plan or will provide a um, game plan for you to alleviate yourself from pain so you don't have to be taking a whole bunch of uh, pain pills. So I appreciate their help. I appreciate their support. I appreciate all you guys uh, getting up on Sunday mornings, dealing with me and Harrison, in particular me, um, taking you inside the huddle, giving you the ins and outs and outs and ins of um my take on husker football and uh sometimes the nfl stuff and football in general uh we're gonna talk um nfl running back collusion uh and uh but before we do that um because we got what harrison about 20 20 minutes this one will be about 15 15 mm-hmm. 15 minutes see hey man harrison i'm telling you dp if you listening mark I'm not even gonna say Rico because I put Rico in a trash can. Did you ever see? Did you see that? Did you see that convenience store fight I was looking on Instagram? No. What, it, what's going on here? It, two people were getting the scrap. It wasn't even a scrap. Somebody pushed them, fell down, took the, the person that fell down, put them in the trash can. That's what I would do to Rico. <laughs> Anyways, no, nah, I love you, Rico. Um, but I will say to the powers that be, we need more time. We're gonna try to find a different time. We're gonna we got a little bit of ideas uh, what we're gonna do during the season. But uh, back to business. Uh, real quickly, I know the reason why I'm going to jump on this quickly is even though we did the defense line, I'm going to spend uh, 10 minutes on this, and then I'll do five minutes on the uh, collusion. I'm going to do the offensive line. I just, I just got a wild wild hair, you know, uh, that I was looking at him. Um, I, the starter seems like it's going to be Ben Scott at uh, center. I liked him. I liked him when they got him out of transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Nori coming back off of uh, end reserve or suspension. Um, I'm assuming right now – and a lot of things have to be health-wise, and this is you know where you're going to have your surprise. And uh, the asterisk guy for me is always when you get something out of them, whenever that may be. Um, I'm assuming Bryce Benhart is going to be the right tackle. And as of right now, if I'm assuming if they had to play today, uh, Turner uh, Corcoran would be the left tackle. Um, now, I think that maybe their best line – Five is Ben Scott, Nori, Turner, probably at guard, Bryce, and then Teddy Prohaska, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now that's injury. There's a lot of injuries there, right? So let's let's look at the those six guys and Ethan Piper's in there, right? So, yep. Um, so that's what seven guys I think. I just there's six. Nori, you could say he was injured just because he was on suspension yep. or he didn't come back rusty, and he's healthy now, and he did. He had a little bit of shoulder thing, but he's you know so he's gone or was gone last year. Turner was hurt, you mm-hmm. know, towards the end had some stuff, you know, some stuff cleaned up. And Teddy, so those are a huge part of your offensive line that you need to get back healthy. Um, I think if if they come into camp healthy, I think you'll see by the second week the continuity will go up and the continuity with having Coach Rayola back, and it is huge because I think. Like I said, I always said I think they played better at times than they got credit for because it's the easy it's the easy excuse. It is. It's just like that's the go to, and it's the go to to even if Nebraska loses a game this year to say, "Oh, it's the same old Nebraska." Mm-hmm. I always say this: Don't show up to a game or watch a game. You know, it doesn't do you any good. Already written your review. Like it's like going to a movie and already written your review. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Good or bad. 
Like I love Star Wars, but there's some that they made have been straight up booty, right? I can't I'm I can't come in here and say, man, all of them are great. But that's just a matter of my opinion. But right. I can't go in there and, and just already have a preconceived notion. I think with this offensive line, I feel good with Ben Scott. I do from a leadership standpoint, and also uh, when I get into the surprise player, he's going to be a part of that equation as well. He gives you position flexibility. I feel good with Nori just because I've seen him. He looks like he's in good shape. I think his I think last year did him some good, not did him some good, but I think once he got over the I let myself down, let my team down. Because Nori really wants to do it. That's one thing about Nori. He really – he's like a pleaser. Yeah, he, he wants to he, do – He took care of his body right. over this, which which is a good sign. Right. right? He took he it could, seriously. Because he really could have went up or, yeah. or, you know, he could have went up and be 350. Then you're like, you're <laughs> yeah. done. He looks in the – he's in the best shape I've seen physically mm-hmm. I've in since I've known him. And it's been over two years. He looks the be, in the best shape. So that lets me know mentally he's in a good place, I think. You yeah. know what I mean? So I feel good about him. Um, Bryce Benhart, actually ran into him the other day. He's as lean as he's been since he's gotten here, right? So hopefully he's gotten more flexible. And then you got Turner. Um, I think he just needs to, you know, stay healthy. I think he's had some weird injuries. He had the hamstring injury, so he mm-hmm. couldn't get, get any leg work in. Then he had a little bit of injury, I think shoulder or something last year. Uh, he looks pretty fit. And then the and then it's you know comes down to Teddy Prohaska. Can he stay healthy? That's the big thing. Can he stay healthy? Even when he is healthy, there's a learning curve. He hadn't played football essentially for two years. Yeah. So you're not coming in and you ain't a learning Orlando Pace, right? So you're, there's going to be a learning curve. That's why Turner Turner might be out there. Mm-hmm. But Turner's got to play well. Well, the only real game we saw him really take off and he was fully healthy. Yeah. yeah. And that, right. that, was, that was a couple really... quarters. And that was a couple quarters. Yeah. Right. So, but again, you can't start anointing these guys before they start playing a season, not a game. Then, so really, also the, the then we'll dive into Ethan Piper, um, Ben Scott, and Jenkins, right? Mm-hmm. Justin Evans Jenkins. We're gonna call him the law firm. When you have when you have the hyphenated name, that's like your Evans Jenkins. <laughs> Evans Jenkins, right? Now this is where I think things could be you know fruitful for Nebraska. Ben Scott has played guard, has been effective at guard. One of the stories that didn't get a lot of run coming out of spring ball, and I don't, and I'm assuming they everybody's had a good summer, is Justin Evans Jenkins being a freshman coming in and taking off at the center position and playing well. <clears throat> and he had, and he plays with the right disposition. He's a he's a rest, state wrestling champ from I think he's New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit shorter. But he makes up with it. But you want to know with his speed and quickness, 6'2", 280. And if you've seen Jason Kelsey walking around, he's, he might be 260. But he's played 12, 13 years in the league, and he's going to be in the Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. So size isn't needed. So the reason why I say that's a, he's the, the surprise player because if he continues to improve, it allows the coaching staff to have more options, right? You can move to Ben Scott to guard. Now how, now how does that happen? The pressure, just like Ty Robinson – now here's the pressure on Ethan Piper, right? He, you know, he's a local kid. When you think about, I remember talking to Coach uh, Zach Duvall. Um, you know, Ethan Piper is he called him twitchy. He was strong. He was quick. He all the things you needed. Now you need him to put it together mm-hmm. on a consistent basis, right? And so, 
Um, like Royal coming back's huge for, those uh, for guys him too. Right. Yeah. I said it over the break, but the amount of turnover, those guys got beat up on a lot. Uh, and there's games that could have played better, but the amount of turnover they had, I mean, it's just tough to do. I, yeah. I, I mean, you've probably been around it more, but a new offensive line coach is going to come in. It's not going to be the same lingo. No, it's not going to be the same lingo. Everything the same. You're going to have new. Uh, it's all going to be different. Yeah. If you're constantly changing what your your foundation. Uh, it, to me, it's always just like brutal for those guys to expect them to come out, be ready to handle Big Ten football with little to no foundation, just constantly right. getting turned over. And the offense, the offense was different too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, where you think of. Whipple was obviously very pass happy. Mm-hmm. Um, Rayola wanted to kind of line up and knock people off the ball, keep it very simple, right, and build from there, kind of a la where he got started, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, where he played. Well, then you weren't able to do that. You saw a little bit in the first game, you weren't able to do that, and then there was games they really got away with, got yeah. away from it. So then you expose your weakness, weaknesses, and there's health concerns. Obviously, people getting hurt. I think the continuity wasn't there. And then before, there was always, I felt like a – you know, it, it's well known that there was a like I felt like well, Greg Austin wanted to run it more. That we wanted to run a little kind of Adrian, you know this. We you know Greg Austin wanted to be more conventional. It just was like a philosophy was yeah. weren't there, and that's years and years that you know that you're doing it. So is, these guys have finally got some steady ground of a coach that they had last year. They all believe in Coach Rayola. He's changed their mindset. Well, he's done good on the recruiting trip, right, too, right. which it, is always a big concern. Right. That's and, what everybody mm-hmm. – we talked about it on Old School this week. Everybody's like, oh, you know, the, last – what people didn't – last year, they didn't let him recruit. Yeah. So they didn't let him recruit last year, and then everybody's dinging him up saying he can't <laughs> recruit. Well, then he goes out there and recruits, then everybody's trying to make excuses. Look, the man can't recruit. He has a personality as an offensive line coach. Got the he NFL know, connections. He got the NFL connections. He's got a brother that his name's in the, in the stadium. He knows what he's doing. He's played the position, and these guys all you, you know love him. Even Brant Banks that left, they all love him. And so I think another year with him and a philosophy from an offensive coordinator and a head coach that matches his personality, that's huge. Because what players do, they're very receptive with their eyes. So if they see, they, they'll, they'll feel it. One philosophy over here, one thing he wants to do, it's almost like creating a whole bunch of confusion. So I think it's going to come down to this offensive line real quick. It's going to come down to the health of Teddy Prochaska, the development of Ethan Piper. Can he take that step? Because uh, if if Teddy Prochaska is healthy, it allows Turner to kind of kick inside. And then if Ethan Piper wants to take advantage of the situation, then you finally have some seven, eight guys that you can roll out there along with the law firm. And then they did a really good job recruiting too. You know, uh, Gunnar Gatula from here, a local kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw him in the spring. Did not look out of place at all, at all. So that's that's a you know that's a props to him personally coming in and and, and you know fitting in. Props to Coach Raiola, you know getting him you know up to speed very quickly, and also um, he's going to be pushing guys for for playing time as well. So I think they're better off if everybody stays healthy and continues to improve. And they had to have a huge summer. So I wanted to talk on the offensive line. Uh, about that but uh on to nfl news and we'll get to it in a very short segment also uh coming up uh, after the break but if you hadn't heard me and harrison talked about it that the nfl running backs haven't been getting paid saquon barkley franchise player he's not just running back hadn't get played josh jacobs has been the most consistent out of all the running backs that got mm-hmm. franchised didn't get a contract pollard no contract Austin Eckler, who for you fantasy fans out there, 
Austin Eckler is pissed off. Draft him in the second round. Leading touchdown rusher last year, too. Yeah. Need any more reason. He's going to score, and he's going to score a lot. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be used. If you want to see how he's going to be used, he's a good inside runner. So if And he's great out of the backfield. So Pollard, last year at Dallas, Eckler probably times two. Catching him out of the backfield, screen game, explosive plays. Um, he didn't get a contract either. Derrick Henry is in on it because um, he's in the kind of last year of his deal. He'll be either re-signed back with Tennessee or gone. Yeah, how old is he? What is he, Derrick Henry now, 29, 28? Yeah, but see, 29. for him, he's right. In, and this is the great thing about Derrick Henry and some of the other guys that are, you know, and I'm assume, assuming McCaffrey's getting in it, is that they know with the way the salary cap is is going and where the I guess the aura around the running back position they know they're on one-year deals, and so if the money's dried up for the younger players, the older players definitely ain't getting paid. So they know, you know, right down the road they can be. They're all going to be in the same boat. Yep. And so, um, it's good. I think they even got Bradley Chubb there. He probably has the most secure uh, position. He's with the Browns off the radar. Mm -hmm. They need him. They pound the ball. You know what I'm saying? Um. You gotta think a, a guy that had 800 yards two years, three years in a row, Cream Hunt hadn't even got hadn't got sniffed into signing anywhere. Mm -hmm. And then you got to throw Dalvin Cook in there. So the one what they're doing now is they're trying to they're doing a Zoom call led by Austin Eckler, who's been very um, thorough, fact based arguments. You know, which is true. All of them have produced, and so they're trying to band together and trying to find a way to work around this we don't need a running back anymore or anything like that. Or they, they don't, you don't need a high price running back because of Pachenko with the chiefs. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, you know, driving in Austin, there's one running back that doesn't help them. And it's funny because this team's drafted a running back and it's Atlanta Falcons. They drafted a running back Robinson out of Texas, mm -hmm. who's supposed to be next level kind of, you know, can run in between the tackles, got superior quickness, can take a house, call you, Four four forty, and he's an actor. I, was, I saw him on his like pre-draft thing. He's an actor, um, and here's Atlanta spent that draft pick on him. And this is where you got to look at deeper in the NFL and how they're thinking. They're just like, hey, we're just going to use these guys up, right? Well, last year they spent a fifth round pick on Tyler Algier from BYU. The BYU DP probably hype. He loves everybody from BYU. From BYU, he only had two hundred and ten carries and ran for over a thousand yards. And that's splitting time with two other guys on a bad team. How many yards? It's four, yeah, it's 4.6 yards a carry, which is like fifth in the league. Um, he faced the most eight-man boxes in the whole NFL because <laughs> once Pitts got hurt and then Mariota was kind of on the win, you know, in the wind. Yeah, you knew where it was going. You knew where it was going. Still produced. See, But see, if I'm him, I want out of there because you got this dude coming in. He's going to get all the reps or mm -hmm. all, the, all, the, all the run. But what it also is showing you that the way the NFL is set up, because they'll ra they'll rather let you run the ball, that you can get guys in the fifth round that can produce. So when it comes down for these guys to get paid, they have I think if they don't have the lowest uh, franchise tag number, it's one of those take the kicker and punter out of it. They're one of the lowest, but they're the one of the most needed position. So when you look at the Chiefs, Eagles, 
they all need a thousand yard physical runner, but they don't want to pay you big money. Well, I was going to say, I feel like a lot of teams now, they don't necessarily need that thousand yard runner. It's just running back by committee. And that also hurts them. You're not seeing well, a lot of teams just pick their bell cow. Well, shouldn't say a lot of teams, but I feel like more and more you're getting kind of a two man running back system now uh, where you're not really getting your bell cow anymore. Not anymore because they're trying to Squeeze have a third out. down back, yeah. a kind of, you know, do it all back in a, in a pounder. But, Take Patrick Mahomes off the Chiefs. Take Jalen Hurts off the Chiefs. They need Sanders. They need a better running back to Pachinko. Mm -hmm. Pachinko is good because guess what? I'm more worried about Juju Schuster, Smith, Juju Smith Schuster, Travis Kelsey, and what Patrick Mahomes is going to do. And then that's how you get a lot of, you know, light, I call it light boxes for him to be effective. Right. Right. So it's kind of a smokescreen versus like New York. He Barkley is their offense. Well, that's what surprised me. I mean, you extend Danny Dimes. Quickly. Well, yeah, quickly. But I feel like Saquon Barkley's got to be a big part of that. I mean, well, you should have flipped it. Why not try to do the Kirk Cousins, prove, me, prove it again, we'll franchise you again, and let's pay him. But if I'm Saquon Barkley, I think you only have to play six games in order to kind of get your credit a season. You wouldn't see me either – Week 11. I think he's been talking about it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to take somebody in that stature to move the needle. Mm -hmm. And and he's going to have to do it kind of like Le'Veon Bell did for everybody else. Le'Veon Bell isn't as bad of a dude talking when he was forecasting this a long time ago. AD and you Pittsburgh fans right there, you know, think about that. <laughs> but we're going to go to break here and come back. Quick segment. Jay Foreman, Harrison, inside the huddle. We'll be right back.